Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. If you haven't already, we invite you to join our Patreon team. This is a way for you to support this podcast and help bring this storytelling world to life for this season and beyond. And we have some thank you gifts as a token of our appreciation. Visit patreon.com slash to learn more and to join the Mooseverse Patreon team. Magic is broken, and Montgomery the Moose is the key to fixing it. In the magical land, Montgomery the Moose and friends have reunited with each other, except for Phoebe, who is still missing. While reuniting, they have also met the large purple dragon who calls himself the Scary Stanley. Phoebe and Tamar's mom, Dorothy, also showed up and helped Fred, the Chocolate Lab, remember his pre-chocolate past when they shared adventures together. Now let's find out what happened next. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. So now, here's today's Tale from the Mooseverse. Okay then, Montgomery the Moose and friends, let's get started, said the great purple dragon who called himself the Scary Stanley. Montgomery wasn't sure what that meant. He was just happy to be reunited with most of his friends, although he was concerned about where Phoebe was. He waited for the scary Stanley to say more, but the dragon said nothing. After a pause, Montgomery realized that the dragon was waiting for him. Come on, then, the dragon finally said. So, Montgomery started, hoping that something would follow. Nothing. He gave up. What am I supposed to be doing again? The dragon took a breath as if about to start a long speech and started with drama in his voice. Magic is broken. Yes, magic is broken. I got that part, interrupted Montgomery. But I mean, so what? What does it matter? What? The dragon balked, taken aback by this question. Yeah, Montgomery the mouse chimed in from his moose friend's head. Good question. Why does it matter that magic is broken? Hey, yeah, good point, added Tamar. Roger wanted to support her friends, but she wasn't thrilled with being such a different size and figured it probably had something to do with the whole magic being broken thing, so she thought it probably did matter. Dorothy stepped forward and turned to face Montgomery the Moose. He lowered his eyes when he saw her in front of him. She was minuscule compared with the 40-foot purple dragon behind her, but she commanded quite a presence. It matters, she said simply, because it is endangering our whole world. There was silence. Some of the friends seemed shocked by this announcement, while others seemed uninterested. Huh? Montgomery the Moose finally responded. The entrance from Maine, Dorothy began. That hasn't always been there. It started as just a crack, an opening you could see through, 21 years ago. Wait, Mom, how do you know all this? Tamar asked. Like I said, kid, she's been here before, replied Fred the Chocolate Lab. It's true, Dorothy replied. Like I've told you before, my parents discovered the crack in space which led here. I don't know how else to describe it, but at the time there was no way to get through. And when it opened wider, they didn't think we should be in this world. It's too different, they said, like it doesn't belong, or we don't. But she stopped herself, and then decided it was time. Your father was sure we had to be here. My father? Tamar answered in shock. Yes, your father, Dorothy replied. She felt an urge to give Tamar a hug, but couldn't tell what was going on in her mind and decided to give her space. Fred the Chocolate Lab nodded. 
He hadn't seen Tama since she was a baby, but being part of a team with both their parents, he felt he knew them, and was glad for Tama to finally learn more about her family history. All of a sudden, the ground shifted under them, like a rug being rotated over a bumpy floor. The group stayed where they were, as did the trees, mountains, and other landmarks, but everything underneath them seemed to shift and turn. Suddenly, instead of standing on dry grass, they were all standing on wet sand. A nearby group of trees that had been growing out of the ground were now bobbing up and down in a pond before toppling over. One particularly large tree, about 60 feet tall, fell towards the group. Ah! Montgomery the mouse yelled, and the group turned to see it heading towards them. The creatures tried to sprint to the side, out of reach of the tree, but only the large purple dragon managed it. The wet sand kept the rest of the group in place. They couldn't move. What happened next seemed to happen all at once, and will take longer to tell than to actually happen. Roar! The scary Stanley roared at the tree with as much intimidation as he could muster. When the tree ignored him and kept falling, the large purple dragon moved to the side, onto green grass, and said to himself with confusion, I don't understand. I was really scary. As many of the smaller creatures ducked down and tried to scramble under Roger, she looked up at the tree's top, complete with spiky branches and a trunk that looked heavy and painful. Why does everything look so much bigger when it gets close to me, she pleaded. It's called, Montgomery the Moose started as he struggled to get out of the sand, perspective. Suddenly, Montgomery the Moose was free and ran up Roger's back. Ouch, Roger said, that really hurts. And with head and antlers outstretched, Montgomery the Moose took the full brunt of the tree's descent with a giant clunk. After all the chaos, there was a brief pause. Montgomery, you saved us. Wow! And other cheers came up from below. And this was all enough for the scary Stanley to wake out of his confusion. He reached over and picked up one end of the tree in his mouth and dragged it away from the group. Without the weight holding Montgomery the Moose in place, though, he toppled right off Roger's back landing in the sand on his side with a thunk. Montgomery, are you okay? Ow, he replied slowly. Yeah, I'm okay. I think my antlers are loose, though. And, he added, I can't get up. As he tried to stand, his legs sunk into the wet sand below. Yeah, neither can I, Roger added. Her feet were also stuck in the wet sand. Um, Fred added, this isn't just normal wet sand. Oh no, Tamar said. Yeah, Fred replied. Speedy sand, Tamar finished. Well, Fred said, I was thinking quicksand, but sure. The group started sinking slowly. Roger moved her face close to the smallest creatures, and Dorothy, Tamar, and Montgomery the mouse were able to hold onto her teeth to pull themselves out and climb up and onto her head. If we get out of this, Tamar said to her mom, I want to know what you meant about dad. Dorothy nodded back with acknowledgement as the giant raccoon they were on continued to sink. Roger looked at the scary Stanley. Help us, she cried. Roar! The dragon roared at the quicksand. No, Roger said, shaking her head. Roaring isn't the answer to everything, you know. I can breathe fire, the dragon offered. No, 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 the group shouted in unison. Just put your wings close to us or something, Fred suggested. Standing on solid ground, the scary Stanley put one wing close to Roger and one close to Montgomery the Moose. What about me, Fred huffed. I mean, I suggested it. Yeah, but you can change your substance. You don't need me, the dragon retorted. Fred's eyes lit up. 
You're right! I have an idea! Instantly, he changed into a water lab, the shape of a Labrador retriever but made out of water, and he found he could make his way through the quicksand with ease. Okay, Fred the water lab blubber to Montgomery the moose and Roger. When you feel water around your leg, shake it, and if you feel a rock, step on it. What? Montgomery asked, but Fred was gone. Momentarily, though, Montgomery the moose felt water around one leg, and when he shook it, there was a rock, Fred the rock lab, to push on. This continued with his other legs over and over, and soon he was able to step right out of the quicksand and onto the dry grass next to the scary Stanley. He watched as the same thing happened with Roger. Then Fred the water lab stepped out, turned back into Fred the chocolate lab, and the whole ordeal was over. Wow, various members of the group said with a sigh. So, Montgomery the mouse ventured, did that happen because magic is broken? Yes, the scary Stanley replied. And soon this broken magic will make its way through the portal you came through too, Fred added. First to Maine, and then to the rest of the world. What does any of this have to do with Dad? Tamar asked, as the group shook themselves off. The land underneath them shifted again, and after a brief moment of panic, they realized they were all now in a beautiful, soft meadow. They allowed themselves to relax for a few moments after their adventure, and collapsed onto the grass, feeling the warm breeze. Montgomery the moose checked his antlers, which did indeed seem to be a little loose now. Dorothy took a breath to begin, but Tamar felt she had more to say. You haven't mentioned Dad in years. Tamar felt embarrassed to be having this conversation in front of so many friends and strangers, but she hadn't started it, and now the floodgates were open, she didn't feel she could close them again. What does he have to do with all this? Tamar, this place was so important to him. We came here with Fred in search of the treasure from the map. We saw amazing things, but we didn't know what my parents' map meant. There was never any treasure. Not really. We went back home, but your father was sure there was something really important about this place. It was all he talked about. He was sure that this place held some secret that was tied to the history of our people. We came back, but still nothing. He started to think about other things, and when you and your sister came along, he loved spending time with you both more than anything. But one day, he said he'd figured it all out, and he needed to come back here. He said he'd be back in a few days, but he never came back. But we came to look for him. You wouldn't remember. You were just a baby. Phoebe was a toddler. Fred looked after you both while I looked all over for him. Tamar looked at the chocolate lab, who confirmed with a nod. It took weeks, but I couldn't find him. Eventually, we went home. Fred stayed behind to look for him, and I never saw him again. Until now, she said with a smile. Tamar looked at Fred, and then back at her mom. This was a lot to take in. I'm sorry, Tamar, I really am, Dorothy added. Again, she wanted to hug her and move towards her, but Tamar wasn't sure how to feel about any of this and backed away. The good news, Fred started, is that I think your father is still alive, and I think he's here somewhere. What? Tamar shouted. Dorothy smiled. She had picked up as much from Fred earlier. Yeah, well, now that the memories of my pre-magical life have come back to me, and I'm around your mother's wonderful scent again... I know that I've smelled something similar in the hills to the east of here. The ground shifted and rotated again, and Fred corrected himself. Uh, to the northwest of here. He's here? In the magical land? Tamar asked in shock. Yeah, I think so, Fred replied. Your dad is here? Montgomery the moose asked. 
He and the others had mostly been trying to ignore the conversation that was happening between Dorothy, Tamar, and Fred. It had seemed too personal, and instead the scary Stanley had been trying to convince them that Montgomery the Moose needed to do... something... soon. The way he talked about it, the whole universe was in danger, but everyone listening thought that that was probably a bit much. If they had known what the word hyperbolic meant, they would have said that's what it was, but none of them had ever heard that word, and many of them couldn't even pronounce it. Tamai looked back at Montgomery in response to the question about her father. She wasn't sure how to answer it, so she just looked with a blank face. What's his name? Montgomery the Moose asked. Again, Tamar looked lost. The whole thing was such a shock, and she hadn't heard her father's name for so long, and she only ever thought of him as dad, that she drew a blank. His name, Fred interjected, is not Mike. Not Mike? Montgomery the Moose replied with a furrowed brow. Well, Dorothy started with a slight giggle. That's a ridiculous name added the large purple dragon who called himself the Scary Stanley. Not Mike? Really? Roger joined in. Well, hold on, Dorothy added with a smile, but also somewhat insulted by everyone's reaction. Her hand was out to let everyone know she had more to say. His name was, is, Michael. Michael? The Scary Stanley replied, perking up his head as if catching a whiff of something. Yes, Michael. Fred liked to call him Not Mike she continued as Fred shuffled around, a little embarrassed. Because Fred started calling him Mike instead of Michael, and when Michael said his name was not Mike, well, you can imagine the rest. Michael, the scary Stanley mused. Yes, Michael, Dorothy confirmed, before noticing the expression on the giant dragon's face. Wait, she said, have you met him? Yes, the dragon said matter-of-factly, I believe I have. And once this moose creature has fixed magic, I can take you to him. Except for Dorothy, who was now lost in her thoughts, all eyes turned to Montgomery the moose again. He looked at each of them, hoping that someone else would say something. No one did. So, he reasoned, you've known for hundreds of years that I'm going to fix magic when it's broken. The dragon nodded. And was there any other information that went along with that? Hmm mused the dragon, primarily to Dorothy and Fred, whom he deemed more worthy of his respect. This moose creature has somehow managed to stumble upon a good point. Legend doesn't tell us much about what my ancestors were told, only that Montgomery the moose, who we would know from the mouse on his head, would be the one to restore magic from the cause of its brokenness. Roger raised an eyebrow suspiciously. That sounds like a load of nonsense if you ask me, she said. Some of the others looked at her, and she added, I mean, that's pretty vague, right? Now even the scary Stanley seemed to have some doubts. Saying it out loud to creatures who haven't known this deep in the fibre of their beings, he said, it does sound a little vague, yes. He turned away from everyone for a moment and faced one of the suns burning in the sky. When he turned back, he said, One can only surmise that all six of us are needed to complete the task at hand. The group looked up at the giant dragon, most of them unsure of what he meant. Fred, however, smiled, and he would have got a glint in his eye if he hadn't been comprised of melting chocolate. What I mean is, the dragon paraphrased, we need to reunite all my brothers and sisters. And, he added, find that horse. To be continued. 
If you think your friends would enjoy Tales from the Mooseverse, we'd love it if you would tell them about the podcast. Next week is the final episode in Season 2, so this week is a perfect time for them to listen through and catch up before some final surprises. And now that you've heard this story, we'd love to hear yours. What adventures do you think Fred the Chocolate Lab and Dorothy got up to all those years ago? What do you think happened with Phoebe and Tamar's dad? And where is Phoebe? We'd love to hear your own stories about any of the Mooseverse characters, or even any other characters you come up with who you think would fit in the Mooseverse. And if you draw pictures while listening to Tales from the Mooseverse, we'd love to see them. If you haven't tried it, why not get some paper and pens or pencils, and listen to an episode, and draw whatever comes to mind. Then send in your pictures, or your own stories, to hello at mooseverse.com. We'll post some on mooseverse.com, and if you send in a story, we may even include a snippet on a future episode of the podcast. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.